apologies for the delay in recording the Stitch Safari podcast due to technical difficulties that are hopefully now fully resolved. I adore sketchbooks. In fact, anything that records and portrays the exploration of creativity in design for textile art and embroidery. Thank you. I'm in. Contained within those colour-filled, informative pages are the infinite workings of imagination teamed with the processes of the individual artist. In other words, how an artist explores ideas and designs to generate new embroidered textile art. Art that has meaning and emotion and To my mind, that's a place that's both unique and inspiring. It's the personalised visual storytelling of an artist's process that allows us to see behind the scenes, so to speak, to see the successes as well as the failures that eventually forms into a fully resolved piece of embroidered textile art. But it's also a place to visualise, test, transform, plan, narrate, hypothesise, fantasise, explore, evaluate, experiment, develop, dream, collect, challenge, critique, build and analyse. It's an adventure into a concept of the artist's making. And it's that entire expedition from concept to the finished work that I find so fascinating and so intriguing. Sketchbooks are the record keepers of that journey. Give 10 people a concept and I bet they'll come up with 10 different artworks. And I, for one, would read every one of their journals just to get a peek into their thoughts and processes, where they hit dead ends and where they soared with success. Sketchbooks are also the perfect place to form ideas. Whether they work or not isn't the issue. Because often one idea leads to another and then another. You get the picture. Down the road, sampling will coalesce those ideas with materials and technique. So journals and sketchbooks should be about expanding concepts, going down rabbit holes, researching until there's absolutely nothing left to research. It's the time to just let go and explore ideas, to find that pot of gold, that inspiration. Then try to figure out how to interpret that idea using the medium of textiles and embroidery. Not everyone likes to work this way, but for those who do, this episode of Stitch Safari is really a journey into how embroidery and textile artists utilise their sketchbooks to develop and flesh out a concept. And I have to say, what a fascinating journey that can be. Whether it's fantasy fashion, the natural environment, buildings, landscapes, whimsical storytelling or a book dedicated to a technique and its history, sketchbooks have become an almost essential part of an embroidery artist's toolkit. 
So, fellow Stitch Safari followers, it's time to deep dive into the azure waters of sketchbooks, that amazingly creative world of record keeping for the textile and embroidery artist, to see just how useful they can be in their creative processes. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Cathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. Let me define what I mean by the term sketchbook and why I believe they're such a good idea. It's simply a book or pad with blank pages that can be used by artists as part of their creative process. It can be large uh, or just simply an oversized sheet of paper. There's a confusing range of names such as visual diaries, notebooks, journals or workbooks. But for the sake of sanity, I'll simply use the term sketchbook in this episode. They come in a range of sizes and styles, can be commercially made or handmade, spiral bound or concertinaed, hard or soft covered, stitched or stapled, and fast become extremely personal to the maker. They are the repository of an artist's thoughts, feelings and ideas. There's the mini book, the roll or scroll, the one sheet sketchbook where a single concept is worked within the folded segments of the paper or sketchbooks made entirely from fabric. But wait, there's even more. Sketchbook pages can be painted, washed with colour and manipulated by tearing, folding, cutting, making windows, pockets or flaps. Why? Simply to add more creativity and inspiration to your sketchbooks and hopefully to your textile art. Sketchbooks can be expensive, but it's worth investing in one with quality paper that can take paint, water washes and rubbing out. Yes, they require time and commitment, but that simply makes them more interesting and more valuable. So why use a sketchbook? Well, there are numerous reasons and they all support that sometimes elusive but very necessary creative process. Sketchbooks are tools that have many uses from visually consolidating thoughts and ideas to planning, sampling, sketching and problem solving before you even begin to stitch. They're a record keeper of progress, noting successes and failures along the way. And that's important because sometimes it's the mistakes that lead to innovation and a new way forward. They become a home for all the research necessary to unearth that initial inspiration, to consolidate and flesh it out into a fully fledged concept. 
So all those jottings, sketches and drawings, magazine cuttings and images are kept safely in one place. But most importantly, sketchbooks and journals show us our own unique style if we take the time to really analyse our work and that's something that's not always easy for an artist to be able to see and comprehend. As individuals we all have different ways of working, different styles, personalities and preferences. So what is it that each of us brings to the design table that shows that difference and uniqueness? Well, you just have to look at the sorts of marks you make, their size and scale, the use of signs and symbols or the colours that turn up time and again in your work. That's your artistic voice and uniqueness. That's your style. And sometimes just opening that journal or sketchbook can help form a creative mindset. It's a place to brainstorm ideas, to think outside the square and go down fascinating rabbit holes. They help foster confidence in observational drawing skills. And best of all, no one else has to see it unless you want them to. So it's a safe tailor-made representation of personality becoming a personal reference offering insight knowledge and understanding of your topic or theme your design process as well as your own unique style and forming a daily working routine with a sketchbook is a positive form of self-discipline helping to provide that stepping stone needed to develop new ideas and inspiration Artists can observe and focus to evolve and build a creative habit. They're a jumping off point, somewhere to begin a conversation with a new idea or new inspiration and they can become beautifully artistic creative works in themselves. It depends entirely on the artist. Now, again, it should be noted that not everyone likes to work this way, but for those who do or those who haven't contemplated working this way before now and think this may be a good idea, stay with me as I explore the benefits of working in a sketchbook or journal more fully. Sketchbooks are a place to observe, record and store. And it doesn't need to be an exact rendering of what we see. It can be a representation of how we personally see and feel about the world around us. And emotion is a good thing to bring to the design table. Quick and simple spontaneous drawings often capture that elusive essence of an emotion or feeling. Artists can make notes that include the emotive, mystical or lived experiences as well as the inner workings of memory, fantasy or dreams. Things that can't be seen in an image or drawing, providing personal freedom to explore thoughts, feelings and moods. And it's these individual responses formulating intuitive, emotive work that's extremely personal to the maker. The sketchbook 
becomes a repository for collections of ephemera, textures and found objects, helping to stimulate ideas that can form into a major theme in search of resolution. Work can be spontaneous and expressive rather than representational, becoming reminders of a sense of place and time. And it's this distillation of ideas and drawings that can become deeply contemplative, offering a sense of personal fulfilment as well as supporting the artist's concept. Images can be shaped into a personal narrative using symbols or text, drawing upon emotions and memories to provide a very personal artistic dialogue around identity. Sketchbooks can be highly structured or worked freely, but all will be filled with a sense of creative endeavour, curiosity, research and innovation, working ideas through the forms of media and technique. It's the place to begin to problem-solve technical issues, but to also help offer that boost in confidence for an artist to develop their own way of working. A way of approaching an idea, then acting on it to plan a successful and sustainable working process that can be used and perfected time and again. Small sketchbooks make great travel companions, companions, but are also perfect for museum visits where a focus of study could include technique, costume, colour, combinations, um, textiles, culture or religion. They're also the place to record contacts and resource lists. Australian textile and embroidery artist Meredith Woolnow has a YouTube video on her blog entitled My Illustrated Travel Journal Documenting a Family Trip, providing her with a creative project while away from her studio. And museum research can be narrowed down even further to focus on minute details such as edges, fastenings and finishing techniques on exhibition or collection pieces, showing concept development that can result in fascinating and innovative ideas, along with notations on the physical features of the piece, construction methods, function and design. There are no set rules to creative work. A sketchbook is simply what each artist makes of it. Not always a representation of the initial idea, but a translation of it, an essence of it. And that's what makes them so fascinating. There's a balance between writing, images, drawings and sketches that along with the addition of technique, fabric and thread samples, becomes personal to each individual. So what's that step from sketchbook drawings to samples? Well, as any textile artist knows and understands, it's that textile delight in handling materials. We simply can't resist working directly onto cloth. And this work in itself can almost become sketch-like, helping to inform the final res uh, resolution of a concept. Sampling allows the development and exploration of ideas to form an individual visual language and may include a variety of visual media, along with embroidery and embellishment te techniques. It's similar to sketching, just using fabric and thread, 
For some artists, it may even take the place of drawing onto paper. Or samples can be that crucial step between sketchbook drawings and a final resolution, including a mix of aesthetic and technical experimentation, the exploration and development of that initial idea. Sampling is also a record of process in fabric, usually worked on a similar scale, sorry, a smaller scale. It's a stage where creative decisions can be still made and improved upon, contributing to a personal understanding of the development of your own artistic practice. Some artists like to interpret their concept using collage, working with the tactile nature of torn papers, fabrics and found objects instead of sketching or drawing, working with form and pattern, tonal qualities and texture. Found objects may may find their way into this form of expression along with magazine clippings or photos that can help to create an interesting storyline. Colour alone could become the concept for a a sketchbook exploration, delving into the different qualities within a colour family and the techniques used such as dyeing, painting and printing, each with their own unique set of challenges that could lead to the observation and interpretation of mood, behaviour and warning simply through the use of colour. Now, while sketches certainly show the idea, some artists like to create work in 3D, so models or maquettes are used to help pave the way to a final resolution. These obviously can't be kept flat in a sketchbook, but the initial analysis, research and drawings, along with notes on the making process, should all be recorded in the sketchbook. And it's this recording of process that's essential. An artist may wish to revisit and revise old concepts into something new. Many artists use personal, political, environmental or cultural concepts in their work. And the focus here is what the work is about rather than what it is of. The work becomes conceptual art. This may result in a series, be part of an internal dialogue or may involve an audience. But how is a concept, something that's non-visual, be included in a sketchbook? Tricky but doable when you really think about it. There's usually some form of metaphor, symbolism or allegory that can be associated with an idea or emotion. And this can be drawn or sketched out to render the unseen concept into the visual landscape, often incorporating mixed media in a variety of forms, including 3D, installations or a time-based element such as a video or even dance. Concepts can question hierarchies, so this form of art can be quite contentious and emotive, making the sketchbook an even more important and useful tool to record, analyse and justify. Sketchbooks also allow the artist to revisit, rediscover and reinvestigate uh, recurring ideas and themes that may not have been fully resolved initially, offering a fresh approach and 
a new direction. They're the perfect place to experiment with mixed media techniques or to explore things like distressing, repairing and mending to create assemblages around these themes, making notations along the way for future reference. Sketchbooks are also the ideal place to experiment with a variety of compositional formats and ideas for presentation of work. But not all artists begin with sketches or drawings in their sketchbooks. Some artists use the power of words and lists of words as their starting point, and the sketchbook is the perfect domicile for these ideas that could lead uh, could include things such as further research, uh, research, resources, methods of working, materials, colours, hanging suggestions, size and dimensions. Now I have to say at this point, this is a favourite method I often use as words convey images as well as ideas and words are extremely powerful. And I'm not alone in this. Mixed media artist and author Shelley Rhodes wrote this in her, her book Sketchbook Explorations for Mixed Media and Textile Artists, published in 2018 by Batsford. I tend to start with words, quickly jotting them down with phrases associated to the overall theme. Sometimes doing this sparks off an interesting thought that I want to explore further. Then I collect and gather objects linked to my subject that can be used as inspiration for drawing and mark making. I often make a series of small drawings so that I really get to know what I'm looking at. Sometimes I draw the same thing over and over, but alter the viewpoint, angle, scale and drawing media. So this can also help an artist uh, develop a concept of the finished work's purpose or intention, helping to answer numerous questions at an early stage in the design process. Mind maps do the same job, just in a slightly different way. They both categorise information and a sketchbook is the place to work and keep them. Many artists like to sketch outdoors to create landscapes, seascapes and even townscapes. But the sketchbook can be used to record and even uh, include even more information than just the sketches. Notations about the sounds and smells, temperature and light, textures, movement and patterns will all help inform a more expressive response to the work. So, to make a start on your very own sketchbook, what do you need? A sketchbook uh, and some basic tools will get you started. Things like pencils, a ruler, rubber and a sharpener. And these can be added to over time with other items such as coloured pencils, water-soluble aquarelle pencils, markers, paints, inks, brushes, along with homemade mark-making tools such as twigs uh, and grasses. I also find my iPhone to be an invaluable tool. Images can be printed off, used as templates or stencils or collaged with other elements for endless inspiration and creativity and all kept in one safe place and all yours. Plus, having a dedicated space to work also helps as well as having somewhere to store all those creative bits and bobs.
Picasso wrote the words, I am the sketchbook on the front cover of one of his sketchbooks, affirming the importance of this useful tool in his daily practice. And I'll finish with this wonderful piece written by Picasso's son, Claude, speaking of his father's sketchbooks. They are, from one page to the next, from cover to cover, an adventure, a diary of the painter, the layers of paint, thin or heavy, brooding or jolly on a canvas. They are the notes working up to something or bouncing off something else, perhaps a sculpture into a painting and back. The pages of the notebooks are the sketches for paintings, but they are also often afterwards. Sometimes they stand as elaborate works on their own. Picasso's notebooks are stepping stones to trampolines for somersaults. That's a beautiful way to put it. And if that doesn't express the flexibility and creative struggle so vital in any textile artist's life recorded via their sketchbook, then I don't know what does. Try working in a sketchbook. There are no rules and loads of helpful videos and tutorials on making and decorating sketchbooks. But be warned, they're addictive. Uh, I do recommend a book I purchased recently entitled Sketchbook Explorations for Mixed Media and Textile Artists, published by Batsford in 2018, written by mixed media and textile artist Shelley Rhodes. It's beautifully presented and brimming with images and ideas. So be creative, be experimental, research other textile and embroidery artists and try to make working in your sketchbook a daily habit. But most of all, just make it yours, your thoughts, your dreams and your emotions. As always, thank you so much for your time. I love having you here and it is truly appreciated. Tell your friends to tune in and subscribe and let's make 2023 the best year ever. Stitch Safari's now reached over 11,000 downloads and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Wilp magazine, listed as one of the top shows about embroidery by Repod in 2022 and recorded in the top five textile industry podcasts you must follow in 2023 by Feedspot. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast. There's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time, as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into stitch, embroidery and design. Bye for now.